Yo, assalamu alaikum everyone. This is Yasin here and welcome back to another episode of the Sohail and Yasin podcast. As the name implies, I am not the only one here on the line with me here today. I got my uh, I got my partner in crime. Hell yeah. This is Sohail. <laughs> welcome back to episode number 2 of this podcast. Um, as you heard, obviously we don't have an official name yet. So uh, still throwing around some ideas. Some of them were kind of some are a little too pretentious to kind of put on ourselves. Um, so we're still trying to figure out what, what we're going to do with that. But um, welcome back, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, hope today's is beneficial. Hope you enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, let's just dive straight in. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the topic that you and I were discussing before we started recording was this topic of, you know, you mentioned that you've recently started your blog post and you've kind of made it public this last Friday and you've kind of posted it and told everyone about it on the on the social medias and so uh you're basically saying that this upcoming week you felt a little bit more pressure a little bit more uh stress i don't know if stress is the right word there but just a little bit more like oh snap people are watching now i got to make sure that it's up to game it's up to the professionalism that it needs to be and so you talked about a topic related to purpose and intentionality so what did you mean by that yeah so uh i guess just to clarify what i meant by nervousness it before this, I had like written them and I kind of just kept them in my own notebook, right? And I kind of like fooled myself into thinking like, oh, this is so like so easy because I'm just writing all this. There's like all this content. And once I post it, it's just going to be like more of this. But I think the second I actually put it up on my Twitter and Instagram, um, it sparked a lot of conversations with people about like the topics in my first blog post, my second one. But it also made me super... I don't know if self-conscious is like the right word, but it made me super like in my head about, okay, now I guess there has to be a certain reason for me to say anything or like anything that I say kind of has to go through this uh, public filter, I guess you could say. It's no longer just in my head. Um, Mm. So I guess this sort of like pressure fell on me. Um, But I'm still kind of like figuring out what this is I'm talking about, but over the past couple of days since, it's it's only Tuesday. Obviously, I dropped it Friday, so it's not like some huge epiphany that I came to. But um, I came across some articles, obviously, just browsing the internet, reading some things that interested me. And personally, I noticed that when I was reading them, I felt more like I can, I guess it was just like, okay, I read this topic, I can include this in this post, or like I read this specific piece of information, I can like tie it together with this this idea. And the reason I guess I was talking about purpose was more so to highlight the idea that now that there's like this subconscious purpose I have of posting a blog post every week, everything that I consume now feels like it funnels directly into that somehow. And it's not like a direct, like conscious thing that I'm like only reading this thing so that I can have content. Obviously, there is like some level of motivation in that. Like I need to be reading things in order to be like coming across things, I guess. But specific ideas kind of just, I guess, connected in my head just because I was like, okay, this idea links with this. Um, And I guess that was just the idea in terms of now I feel like there is the idea of purpose allows for you to kind of subconsciously help the other facets of your life to kind of funnel back to that main purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that totally. I mean, I think uh, I, I dropped an episode on my podcast yesterday that was titled, 
it's easier to steer a moving car. And the premise behind that was, I think, loosely related to what it is that you're saying is that once you have forward momentum, like you have some sort of purpose, right? You have this direction, a general direction, even though you're not 100% clear for the, you know, what is the outcome? What are you trying to get out of this blog? You're not sure on that. You're just like, okay, whatever it is, I'm just going to take action on it, right? I'm just going to start putting things out there. I think that in and of itself starts this chain reaction of momentum and movement that kind of allows you to have some sort of orientation versus I think that in the past, what I've done is that rather than take action, I've always wanted to have all of the dots connect. And I'm always like, okay, you know, unless A to Z is all laid out for me, then I can't take step A. I can't take, you know, this first step. And so I think it makes sense what you're saying is that it's related to, okay, now that I have this purpose, all of a sudden, everything that I read, everything that I consume, I can see how it would kind of align or funnel into this bigger purpose that I basically have. Yeah. And I, I like fell into that same thing. And I feel like a lot of people do just like, the perfectionist mentality and convincing yourself that that's not like, I mean, you, you can, nothing can ever be perfect. Right. Um, and convincing yourself of that is so hard, especially when it comes to like the daily podcast thing was such a hard thing to get onto because I, there were a couple episodes where I'd be talking about certain things. And even as I'm talking about them, I'm like, there's this sense of uncertainty in what I'm saying because I'm like, I'm still formulating how I want to say this. So I was like, should I even post this? What if somebody hears this and they think that it's not like you're just being fake deep because you don't even know it properly. Um, yeah. But like there were a couple episodes in the beginning where I was like re-recording and then towards the end of the week, I was like, you know what, just I'll do like one or two takes, two takes, meaning like the first one I just coughed or did something stupid. Yeah. But And then I just posted it because I was like, you know what, I'll just through the process of posting over time, subconsciously you get better, um, pick up how to like formulate ideas. But the main idea was just that it was easier to just start it. And then from there, those dots kind of start to show up and then you figure yeah. out like the things you want to connect. And you know, this is, this is related to the other topic that I really wanted to touch base on today was this concept of innate well-being. What does that mean? This concept of like, no matter what happens in the material world, no matter what happens in the dunya in terms of if people like your content, if people don't like your content, if you get the job that you want, if you don't get the job that you want, if you you know make the money that you want, if you don't make the money that you want, if you get married to the person you want or you don't get married. Like this concept of regardless of whatever happens to you, you already have quote unquote won the game of life because of the fact that you're already born, because of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa created you healthy, because of the fact that you have, you know, vision, you have health, you have your family, you have all these things that at the end of the day, you don't have any fear because you know that even if you quote unquote win, you didn't win because you've already won. Like just by being born and being alive and being healthy and being born a human, like can you imagine being born a tree? Like it would be terrible. Like, 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 it would be terrible. Like, yeah. um, haram please don't come after us. Yeah, so you know, yeah, yeah. That's not the, but um, the, the point being is like this concept, and this is where I recorded my YouTube video today regarding this concept of shukr, right? And like, I think I sometimes get a lot of flack because for me, I talk a lot about business. I talk a lot about personal development, a lot of talk about achievement. And I sometimes really put pressure or sometimes I put a little bit of like, hey, if you don't have what it is that you want, stop complaining and get to work. And so sometimes people take that to mean, oh, Yasin doesn't, you know, he's not content with what Allah has given you. 
And so the reason, the reason I recorded my YouTube video today was to basically put my thoughts out there, which is that I firmly believe that you've already won the game of life by being born a healthy person. And so no matter what happens in this life, you're playing you're playing with the house money if that makes sense like to use a casino example i know we muslims don't gamble but let me just because it kind of makes it goes along with life here which is that and i use this in the video as well it's like imagine you have a job that a casino has hired okay and that casino says okay every single night we're going to pay you five hundred dollars and that's going to be your take home and then we're going to give you ten thousand dollars a night to be able to like in chips to be able to go out there and like encourage other people in the casino to play and then at the end of the night regardless of if you've won money or if you've lost money you're going to turn in whatever chips you have remaining and you walk home with the $500 that was your paycheck for the night, essentially. So like whatever you win or lose on the, on the, on the floor, that's not yours. Like that, that at the end of the day belongs to, to the house, right? And so given that as a metaphor for life, if you were to say you go play the game, you get this $10,000 and then you, you, know, you bet all of it on like some you know, blackjack or whatever, and then let's say you win like $500,000. For a second, you'd be like, oh, snap, awesome, I won. But then you remember, oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, it's not my money because at the end of the night, I have to turn everything in to, to the house, right? Or the same way they gave you $10,000 in chips and then you lost $5,000. For a second, you'd be like, oh, man, that kind of sucks, I lost. But then you're like, oh, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you know, I just turn it all in. Even if I go to zero, it doesn't matter because I just go at the end of the night, I walk home with my $500. And so regardless if you win or you lose, You've already quote unquote won because you already have what matters to you, which is your $500, right? And so sometimes I think of, I heard that example once and I was like, that's very interesting because imagine if we were to play the game of life with that perspective, that like our self-worth, our confidence, our happiness, our well-being, all of that was independent of whether or not we won anything materially. At the end of the day, we go home and we have our $500 in our pocket. And, and at the end of the day, what that means is at the end of the day, we go home and we have our well-being, we have our health, we have our you know family, whatever it might be. And so whatever happens, if people like your podcast, okay, awesome. If people don't like your podcast, okay, awesome. Like it doesn't really matter because you already have, there's nothing that you need to do, learn, practice, be, like there's nothing that you can do to like increase your self-worth or decrease your self-worth because you're born with it it's a ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given you and so nobody can do or say anything that can take it away and you cannot do or say anything that can take it away either and so what are your thoughts on this because i've been uh, thinking about this hmm. okay so essentially everything that you do get in life that's beneficial or good for you is like bonus points on top of just the fact that you're alive you're healthy you're going through is that, uh, I guess the, it's not it's not even that it's bonus points. It's like it's just it's just um, it doesn't add anything to you, right? It's not like it's, it's not like you have to get something to be happy. Your happiness is already within you. Like you know, right? It's like the hearts find peace uh, by remembering Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's like you are already in a con- state of contentment. Nothing can make you more content, right? Like even if you want, even if you got a lot of money, it's not like you became more content or you became more happy because you're already happy. You're in the state of tranquility. And so nothing that you can do is bonus points to that. And nothing that you lose can detract from that because you're already there. You've already won. Mm. Naval Ravikant says something that's crazy in one of his podcasts. I think it was with Joe Rogan. And it was that desire is a contract that you make to not be happy until you get whatever it is that you want. And I think that's... That's low-key kind of crazy to think about because it's like, it's, it's essentially what you're talking about where it's, you have all these things you want in your life and you internally tell yourself that like, 
I'm not really happy or I'm not really content with life until I get that thing. And that's like in your head and going through life, it becomes like such a sealed thing where you stay in that mindset and like anything that comes in life, even if it is something that's beneficial or has helped you, yeah. you don't even notice it because it's, it's not that one thing that you like pointed out. Yeah. But I, so you brought it up, but you, you also mentioned that you kind of get some flag for this. Was there like a reason, like, do people not agree with this or? Um, no, I get, I get, no, I get what I get flack of is that sometimes people don't think that I have this in my mind because when I'm a pro, when I'm talking about personal development and I'm talking about building businesses and I'm talking about, you know, making money, people will hear that only that sliver of what it is that I'm talking about and say, oh, Yasin is never able to be content with what it is that he has. Or Yasin is never able to actually, you know, say Alhamdulillah for what it is that we have. And so for me, I, I always see it as like, okay, this is the foundation. There's nothing that you can do, get, have, practice, learn. There's nothing that can happen that will take away from your innate well-being, right? I think the statistic is like, in order for you to become a human, it's like there's 400 trillion to one probability that you're going to be born a human. Like in terms of like all of the different mechanisms that are required in order for you to actually like, like be born, right? Like all of the things that are required, like, you know, uh, you know, fertilization and like, you know, all of the timings that are required and like the, the ovulation cycles. And then like you haven't have like, uh, like all of the different intricacies that are required in order for you to be born. The statistic is that in order to be born a human, it's a 400 trillion to one probability, right? And then on top of that, if you think about it, it's like, okay, we're born healthy. And then on top of that, alhamdulillah, we're born with like, in America, where even the homeless people are still in the 1% of the entire world. And then on top of that, we have food, we have a family, we have all these things. And so when you put it in that context, if that's the foundation you're coming out with, you can almost more aggressively go after your goals because you know that the goals aren't going to define you. You're not jammed by them. You know, you're not like, oh, if I don't get this money, then... What is that going to mean for who I am? Exactly. You're playing, you're playing the game of life like you have nothing to lose. And when you play the game of life like you have nothing to lose, you're just so much more aggressive in it. You know, like it's almost like, uh, you know, in the NBA when there's like the, the championship, like the championship team always plays so much more conservatively because they're just like thinking so much like, oh, we're the championship team. Like we do have something to lose versus the underdog. He has nothing to lose. Right. They always say the, the most dangerous guy. He has literally nothing to lose. So he's willing to go 100 percent all out because he has nothing else to lose. Versus the champion guy, he's always thinking like, oh, what are people going to think of me? What if I lose my title? And that allow that doesn't allow him to actually give 100% on the field. And so I've been thinking a lot about this because I think I definitely struggle with this just because I'm talking about it right now and the way that I'm talking about it doesn't mean that it's not something that I struggle with. And I think it's something that I, I and sometimes I really struggle with because I sometimes like, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the pieces in place to get married. I think I think I said this inshallah, on my podcast. Allah, inshallah, <laughs> this podcast is going to be a means, inshallah, that's towards that. <laughs> Comment down below if you are. Some of bro, just, hashtag, 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 that's the name of the podcast, hashtag get Yasin married. Podcast. I'm dead. We'll end the podcast as soon as that that's done. <laughs> that's it that's all that's the only purpose of this entire oh podcast. man minder was too tough so we that's gotta it, we have to start a podcast <laughs> no but the, the the reason that comes to mind is because um i've had some heated topics with uh discussions with my with my father as well as some friends about for me i think that i want to have certain boats in line before i can want to aggressively think about getting married so for me i'm like okay i want to make sure that whatever business i have i'm 
I don't have stress from it that's going to cause the relationship I have with my spouse stress. Because when I work when I work on a business, I go 100% all in and like I come home and I can only think about business, right? Versus if I'm having to invest and pour in a relationship and a life partner and a spouse, my worry is that I wouldn't be able to give the necessary attention and support that that relationship would require in order to nurture it to be very strong. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I can get to you know, $6,000 or $10,000 a month in profit in a business pretty easily so that way I don't have to worry about that. I can really focus on my relationship when I do get married. And so for me, I've created this dilemma where like, oh, I will never be enough until I have this X, Y, Z business. Hmm. And that's why I struggle with this whole topic of shukr and this idea of like being enough, but it's almost like I'm not enough because I can't get married yet because I need to have this thing. You know what I mean? But do you feel like that comes down more to... Tawakkul, because you're like, who's to say that through finding somebody or through the marriage that that goal of you wanting to like your business thrives even more, or like you're able to like exceed on that side of things. So like, it, is that more on like a tawakkul side than a shukr? Because like, yeah, I I, I don't know, because I guess the misconception that people have is you can't be you can't have the mindset of being grateful for just being alive and then still want to do more on top of that because then it feels, it seems like, okay, now you're not really living up to what you're saying because you're still trying to make a business. You're still trying to make money. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you preaching? But as long as, essentially the idea is as long as you are keeping that as a fallback or like the baseline that you can do anything else on top of that and it's still, it's still like good for you, I guess. Yeah, that's like, that's the, like, that's the, yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of like you, I do because I am, not the other way around, which is, it's not that I, I, I am because I do. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second, right? I'm, it's, it's not I am because I do, right? You, your identity, I am, is not tied because I do. It's not tied to the, the doing or the having or anything like that. It's the opposite. It's, it's that I do because I am, right? Because I have this gift of life. And what else am I going to do except I'm going to either sit on the couch and do nothing or I'm going to go out and actually try to, you know, achieve the most that I can in this life with the potential that I have, a.k.a. build a business, get the career that I want, you know, do the max I can in this life. Not because it defines me, but because it is something that is going to utilize the potential that I've been given this gift of life that I have. I might as well use it to do something with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. But yeah, you're right about the marriage thing, because that's the opposite. That's the debate that I always have, which is... uh, Okay, if I do get married, then and I find you know, inshallah, if I find a cool, cool, cool sister, sure. and like you know, she, she's understanding of in the situation, and then that might motivate me more to be able to focus and you know want to pro, you know have more risk and all those kinds of things. So there's I've I've heard both both yeah. versions of it, and I, that's why I'm always torn. Like my dad is just like Yasin, don't worry about it, just get married, everything else will work out afterwards. Like it's perfectly fine. Then other people that are in my life, they're like, no, 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 no. You want to make sure you have these things in place, otherwise marriage is going to be really tough. So it's it's a battle between two of them. No, yeah, I I, I don't say this to act like oh I'm I'm literally 22 years old, but I've heard both sides a lot because like a lot of kids our age, kids young adults our age are starting to get into that phase where it's like now we're talking to parents, now we're trying to figure things out. But yeah, I think I think it's odd how for certain things we kind of put those those like restrictions where it's like, okay, we need to have this before X, Y, and Z. But that could definitely be a means towards you figuring it out or you having that in your life. But I I don't think that takes out the planning though, because I think in, 
especially in the whole argument of Tuakul and tying your camel, obviously, like, I don't think there's a just jump straight in and just go after it and assume it'll work. So I feel like there definitely is like a, a level of planning that goes into it. But yeah, do you feel like, how do you feel like that ties in with sugar in general? So I think that goes back to the conversation that we had, like the foundation that you have. Like, yes, I need to, for me, let's, let's use my example here. So for example, for me, I have made it that I need to have a business that is doing maybe 20K in revenue, maybe 10K, you know, 10K take home profit from the business for myself before I feel secure to get married. That goal has nothing to do with my self-worth. It has nothing to do with my identity. You know what I mean? Like, so the sugar, the, the concept of sugar has everything to do with, like my identity is not tied to that goal. And so I can still say, alhamdulillah, because I have the ni'mah, I have the ni'am, which is a part of the word ni'mah, is I have those ni'am, like I have health, I have um, I have a year's worth of savings in uh, in, in saving that, you know, if I'm, I'm taking care of, if something if something happens, that's something to be, have shukr for. Uh, like the things that you do have, you can make shukr for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then all your goals, those are not like those things don't define you. There are two separate concepts. Like you going out there and hustling and like having ambition and goals, that is not related to the shukr. The shukr is something that you, it's, it's like a foundation that you have. And then on top of that, you go out there and, and, and you're hustling, but that doesn't change your identity, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Your identity is like, it's untouchable essentially. And then everything else is on top of that that you do. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, okay. I, 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 uh, there was a class that I took with Sheikh Mukhtar, not personally, it was Al Madina. They had a foundations course. And one of the things that I pulled from that was that it was the idea of having purpose in everything you do and mm-hmm. like intentionality in everything you do. And obviously we learned to like, try to get as much beneficial knowledge as we can and make sure that everything we do is somehow tied back to spiritual benefit. Um, but I never actually like kind of put thought to it because even when it comes to like what I want to do in the day or like whatever my daily secular tasks are, if you want to say it like that, um, <laughs> I've never like actually been like, okay, before I start this, I need to kind of tell my, like I need to remind myself how this is going to help me in the Akhirah or like how it's, benefiting me personally in my Islamic side of things. But I think that, I I don't know, I feel like, and the reason I'm bringing this back up to like purpose and just just bringing that idea up is I feel like all the other subtopics like shukr and dhuakul can kind of somehow be tied back to just, if you define a purpose, then you, and your purpose is, spiritually attached and you're obviously surrendering yourself to whatever Allah's will is then the tawakkul would naturally come from that and your shukr will obviously naturally come from that because you're thankful just for the fact of being able to do that thing or when you outline that purpose all those things kind of fall in place and that's why I feel like just for me personally when it comes to like starting a project in my notion thingy, I have it set up. So it's like, okay, why am I doing it? But it's specifically for like, what will this help me for in my life? And then what will it help me for in my, uh, deen, Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think for me as personally, it was just, it was, a, it was a big shift in just 
consciously, mindfully thinking about those things. And yeah. I feel like it's easier to kind of be more grateful on a daily basis or be more um, mindful of the things we've been given. And especially when it comes to tobacco, because that's always something I struggle with, just kind of putting too much of my mind, too much of my thought into it and thinking that I need to be the one controlling it. Yeah. Um, I just I just think purpose is like something that kind of overarches everything. And it's such a thing that we just brush off as not being that important. But like when you actually like put time towards it, it's easy to see those like incremental changes. Yeah, I think that, like this this concept of tawakkul, especially when I in uh, I think one of the big revolutionary things that I think I I I didn't figure it out, but I, that was a like it was like a revelation for me in whatever capacity was that this the concept of tawakkul being um, like if you're focusing on the how and you're trying to control too much of the how, then you're not having tawakkul. And you're 100% right. It is something that I that I definitely struggle with, which is like my brain always, always, always wants to know the how, and it always just stresses out about like, how's it gonna happen? What's the specifics of it? What's gonna like all like my my brain to goes into overdrive when it when when there's a task in front of me, and I try to figure out all the how. And so this concept of tawakkul I think is much harder to actually implement than most people might think because. I think we all walk around just always wondering how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And uh, that by definition is the absence of tawakkul because you're trying to figure out A to Z and not having faith that it will basically work out as you take action. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like a, a little more of a dumb self-exposing example, I feel like personally, like when it comes to Salah especially, in the hypothetical situation, the hypothetical situation where I'm like in a group chat and this is like such a small thing, but like I'm in a group chat and I'm like talking to people and then it comes time for Salah. And obviously like when you're in Salah, you kind of like if you haven't taken the time beforehand to like focus and like cleanse your mind of whatever you're doing, you yeah. kind of just your mind runs and you start to think about, oh, like if I, I need to finish my finish my Salah real quick to go and continue doing X, Y and Z. But like for me personally, it's been such a huge thing and it's something I'm still like trying to do. But like just while I'm in Salah, if I ever like if that ever comes to mind, I'm like, okay, Allah will deal with the group chat for me. Like I don't even need to I don't need to think about it right now because like when I'm when I'm out of my Salah and if I put that mindfulness towards it, then I'll kind of I don't have to worry about it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Do you think. Do you agree that you think purpose is like, if you have that purpose, then the sugar and toko would kind of fall into place? I think I think I, I'm with you on that. Like, if you don't have a north star of what it is that you're trying to aim for in every category of life, right? So, like, let's say let's hypothetically use business here, for example. Is let's say you're building a business, but you have no idea what is the north star for what it is that you're trying to achieve, whether that be a revenue goal, whether that be number of customers impacted, whether that be a mission that we want to achieve. If you don't have that north star, then you have no real motivation, you have no ambition, you have no real reason to even like really work. You know what I mean? Because you don't know, like, I think I think that purpose is the driving force for everything in life. Same thing with like a marriage. It's like, if you don't start off your relationship uh, with, with another person, with the purpose of like, hey, the reason why we are coming together is so that way we can benefit each other and grow as, as two human beings for the sake of, you know, being better ibad to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you don't really have those purposes, then I think entropy takes over and then 
like you're you're just automatically become uh, complacent and you just kind of fall into disarray because you have no purpose. So I think that's one of the biggest issues I think even with the youngsters or like I mean what am I sound like it's some old dude like <laughs> issue with the youngsters <laughs> those youngsters ain't nobody um, gonna get a wife if you say that you can't that's say that yeah bro the game <laughs> over no. <laughs> we have to change the podcast name now <laughs> but um but I think even for us like even uh, uh, most people in general they just don't know what the purpose of life is outside of course we know as Muslims that our purpose is to make ibad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but outside of that okay what is the vehicle that I'm using in order to make the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Because ibadah is not only the physical acts that you do, like the you know the the salah, the suyam, the zakat, all that stuff, but even for you working, that is also considered ibadah if you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So like you know, you being a doctor and pursuing getting your you know becoming a doctor can be ibadah. You building a business can be ibadah. You doing XYZ, as long as you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that can be ibadah. And so I think the purpose is something that Without it, you really don't have an idea of what it is that you should be doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like, uh, and I, I guess just to give some background to it, I think when it comes to shukr and gratefulness, I don't think that's something that you can just, like, it's just a mindset. I feel like you have to actually have a practical way of implementing it, at least mm. in terms of, like, reminding yourself, because um, I think it's, I've always been, again, like, I'm very skeptical about those, like, oh, yeah, write down your goals or, like, write down do this and that. And it's, like, just, like, okay, I already know my goals. I already know what I want to do. But until you actually sit down and do it, you don't really realize that I can't write anything right now because I don't know, (laughs) right? Um, And it's the same when it comes to gratefulness and when people are, like, okay, every day kind of write down what you're grateful for. Um, I don't think I really noticed how important sugar is until I actually implemented that like practical daily, like at the end of the day, even if I'm like super tired, I'll just write down a word or two of just like this one thing is something that today was like, yeah, something that I'm thankful for. Um, yeah. Do you think it's something that takes practice or do you feel like it, you can kind of just convince yourself of as a mindset? No, I'm with you. I think, I think that's what you just said is, is spot on. I think it, these concepts of tawakkul, of shukr, of taqwa, of uh, khushua, like I think these are such overused words or ter- terms that are so abstract that many times us as Muslims, we either take them for granted or we feel like they're so basic that they don't really require the work, right? They don't require, like there's no, like we don't understand the action of these things, right? Because like, okay, shukr, what's the, what's the action for that? But I think that's the most deceiving thing. Is it when, It's oftentimes the most basic things that actually require the most amount of work. And so I'm 100% with you. I think that shukr, it's very easy for people to say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm shukr, you know, of course I'm thankful. Like, if I wasn't, you know, of course I'm thankful. Like, you know, I have all this stuff in life and all these things. But I think you're right. It's, it's something that you have to almost remind yourself of and cultivate and nurture that feeling every single day because it's so easy for us to focus on what it is that we don't have rather than what it is that we do have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I think the thing you started off talking about just how you have to have a baseline and that has to be something you always fall back on that's that in and of itself is something that you can just convince yourself one day like you don't have to wait on anything like leaving this podcast like whenever you're done listening to this it's just something that you're like okay i am a happy person like you said about identity shifting identity molding you tell yourself that this is who i am Mm -hmm. and anything else that happens in the day is just kind of additional to that baseline like it, like it brings to my, it brings to my mind when, in this topic of gratefulness. Like the ayah in the Quran, um, 
it's in uh, it's in Surah Ibrahim. La in shakartum la azidannakum. Is that that which is that you, you know? Do you know this ayah? Yes, but I can't quote it to you on the top. <laughs> uh, you're good. You're good. It's, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's la in shakartum la It's like whatever you make shukr for, Allah subhanahu wa taala says that He's going to increase you off. Mm. Oh, I got I, something. Something. You ready for this, bro? I think I just yeah, got yeah, something. Yeah, jump in, boy. Okay. All right, bro. Here we go. Here we go. So, you guys ready for this on the podcast? <laughs> this is this has been Drum a casual. One. I think I think it took a little over a while for Sahil and I to get into this one, but I think I got a good one on here. Okay, check this out. So, whatever you focus on in life, you attract more of. What does that mean? Is that your brain actually doesn't know the difference between the the positive and the negative. So, if I tell you, for example, right now, if I tell you, hey, Sahil, don't think of a pink elephant. Like, don't think, don't do it. Don't think of a pink elephant. Like, don't do it. So hell, pink elephant, don't I'm think about it. So hell, don't think of pink elephant. Like your brain doesn't understand negatives. Like it doesn't understand not. So what I think a lot of people do is that they focus on what it is that they don't have. So they're like, oh, I, I, oh, like I don't want to be fat. Or, oh, I don't want to be poor. Or, oh, I don't want to get a failing grade. Or the reason I'm studying is because I don't want to fail. But what you're actually doing is you're feeding into your subconscious mind. All your brain here, you're saying like, oh, I don't, you're, you're, you're telling your brain, I don't want to be fat. But all your brain hears is fat, 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 fat. Mm-hmm. It's the same way as it, don't think about pink elephant. Your brain just hears pink elephant, pink elephant, pink elephant, because your brain doesn't understand negatives. And so what ends up happening is that you actually end up focusing, even though you don't want it, you actually end up getting more of it. Because your brain's like, oh, you want fat? Okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll keep getting fat. Like it's like you, don't want, like you keep focusing on, I don't want to fail, I don't want to fail, I don't want to fail, I don't want to fail. And then you end up failing. Because all you've done is you fed your subconscious mind, you fed your brain like fail, 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 fail. Versus you say you feeding it the positive and saying, um, hey, I want to succeed. I want to do this. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. Right. And so you're feeding the positive of it. Hey, we're going to be healthy. We're going to be this. The reason why this connects with the ayah la in shakartum la nikum is because what it is that you give thanks of, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already told us, whatever it is that you focus on, whatever you're giving attention to, and saying what it is that you do have. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to increase you more of that. Mm. Ah. And so that's where it comes down to if you focus on what it is that you do have, aka giving more shukr of it, aka being more grateful of it, aka focusing on what it is that you do have, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you more of that. Now, obviously, there's a spiritual element of this, right? There's a ghaib element of this, like how Allah SWT is going to increase you up. But then I just talked about it from a scientific perspective as well, in terms of your subconscious mind and you feeding on it. So if you're saying, Alhamdulillah, I have this money. Alhamdulillah for my vision. Alhamdulillah for, you know, X, Y, Z. Whatever you're grateful for, you're then also feeding into your mind, okay, hey, this is what we're focusing on. We're focusing on what it is that we do have, and therefore you attract more of that into your life. Dang, you gotta give me a second to process that one. That one's Told so you, through bro. that sugar, essentially. It, you're, yeah, no, that one, that one, that one, that one hit. So as long as you have trust in that ayah, technically, then you can have like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like you, you, in terms of how you feel about your life and how in like how confident you are in where you are or where you're gonna go and whether you can achieve your goals. I think like just having trust in this ayah specifically kind of like covers that completely. Yeah, I think um, because one of the questions that I've always had is that there's, pe- there's people who don't believe in Islam or Quran or whatever. And that they talk about these concepts of 
giving thanks like it's, it's very it's very well documented in like the business literature like a lot of the people who are like millionaires and billionaires and stuff they say like hey you should give 10 percent of your wealth into charity every single year because they're like I, we don't know how it works but once it happens when you give you actually end up getting more now obviously for us as muslims we have this concept in, in the quran right if you give then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala magnifies it's in surah al-baqarah related to this and so i think there are mechanisms in the sunnah of allah the laws of the universe that allow this to work Regardless of if you understand the mechanism or not Now, because we as Muslims understand the mechanism We're like, hey, there's a subconscious element to it Like a scientific element to it Which you're feeding your brain of Hey, I have this We want more of this So then your RAS Which is what we talked about in the last episode Which is your reticular activation system Goes to work on saying Hey, okay, you like being wealthy How about we create more wealth for you, right? So there's that scientific element to this But then I think that's where for the Muslim there's, It's two, twofold You have the scientific element of it and then you also have the iman and the ghayb belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for that as well. And so you almost have like this double double package of like, okay, there's a scientific element to this, and then there's also the ghayb element to this. And so, um, yes, obviously you should have trust in the ayah of the Qur'an, but I think um, overall it's just a very powerful concept of gratefulness because if you are grateful, you will get more of what it is that you are grateful for. Bars, bars. That'll go down the Hall of Fame quotes. <laughs> that was a good one, bro. That was a good one. I think uh, one thing for me personally, I say that too many for me personally, but I think it's easy also to to just to see the the more metaphorical aspect of being thankful, like okay, listing out things that you're thankful for. But I think in terms of our actions too, one huge thing is just. One thing that I learned from Chef Mukhtar in that course is that the inherent fact that I sin, whether I'm just going about my day and I choose to do something that distinctly is a disobeying of Allah's orders, through that in and of itself, you're taking the things that you previously were grateful for and now you're using them, quote unquote, I don't want to spark the whole like wrong wording of things but quote unquote you're using that against the will of Allah right like you're choosing to take the um the blessings that you've been given you're choosing to take the the things you should be grateful for and you might be saying that I'm grateful for being alive I'm grateful for being healthy I'm grateful for this and that and I think just inherently by the action of you sinning you are using that blessing to disobey Allah and therefore you're not actually being grateful for that thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was something that kind of like, that, that hit for me when I heard it because it, it puts a different perspective on the mindfulness you have of your actions every day and just your interactions with people and just like, for example, talking with people, not being in the zone and actually focusing on them and kind of being out of it and zoning out. You're not you're not appreciating or you're not being grateful for the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you that person to converse with or gave you that friend in your life and you're disregarding it, you're brushing off the rights that they have upon you. And because of that, inherently, you're disobeying or you're you're disregarding those uh, blessings. And I think for me, that was that was big because it, it kind of puts into perspective every single thing you do in your day and it forces you to be mindful and it forces you to be grateful in the moment rather than thinking of it retrospectively and thinking like oh yeah i am a grateful person 
but you actually putting into practice and like being a better person like that feeds into you your character getting better and i think that was that was a huge thing for me learning yeah i think uh and that's i think that's my biggest takeaway from from today's episode here is that even though we're talking about this concept of gratefulness and shukr and being able to talk about it what i'm realizing and what i'm coming to the realization of is that it's so much more difficult to put into practice like yes a couple minutes ago i dropped these bars and you know i'm talking about this concept of shukar and like you know and then you know if you make shukar of it allah subhanahu will increase you and uh connected to science and all this stuff but what i'm realizing is that on the day to day i question like I'm, I'm asking myself like oh do i actually live like that and what i'm realizing is like oh snap this is a lot harder than it's easy to just talk about but on the day to day what I'm realizing is that it's not necessarily this. It's, it's it's very difficult to actually achieve to have true shukr over the things because nine times out of ten our brain wants to go to the things that we don't have, right? Like let's say you're studying, you don't you, by you saying I don't want to fail, and I think that's where it's so difficult is because every desire that somebody has is always born out of the lack of that thing. So let's say for example you want to lose weight, the reason you have the desire to lose weight. Is because you probably stood in the mirror one day and realized like, oh snap, I'm fat. I don't want to be fat, right? I don't want to look the way that I look at. Therefore, I want to get I want to get healthy. So I think every desire, like let's say for example, you uh, you you know you failed a test or something, and then you're like, okay, I don't want to fail again. Therefore, I'm going to study hard this time around, right? Or let's say for example that you you're poor, and then you're like, oh snap, being poor doesn't feel good in terms of me not even being able to you know take care of my family these kinds of things i want to make money or let's say for example in my case i all of my friends got married and then i hung around with my friends and then i was like oh snap being single is not the best thing ever i want to get married so every desire for everything usually starts off with the lack of not having that thing but i think the problem that everybody makes is they then stick with that you almost have to have this transition point once you realize that you don't have it and you have this desire that i want to have it you have to force your brain to focus on what it is that you want rather than doing the thing because of the absence of that thing. Does that make sense? So like you realize that, okay, I'm poor. I want to build a business so that way I'm not poor anymore, right? However, what most people do then is they, every step of the way as they're building that business, they keep telling themselves, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. That's why I'm building this business. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. That's why I'm building this business. And yet what they need to do is that they want to say, I want to succeed, I want to succeed, I will be successful, I can be successful, that's why I'm building this business. Right? You have to always have that mental shift so you can focus on the positive, because like we said earlier, your subconscious doesn't know not. So you're saying, I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be poor, that's why I'm building this business. What that person ends up having more of is more poverty in their life because they keep feeding to, to their brain, I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be poor, and the only thing that your brain hears is poor, 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 and then it's like, okay, we'll keep you poor. So it's like, I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single, and then that person ends up staying single because all they fed their brain was single, 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 single. And it's like, okay, we didn't understand the not part, we just gave you more of what it is that you wanted. And so I think like there's this transition that has to happen, and I think that transition is the hardest because it's so easy to, because pain in the brain is five times more uh, prominent than pleasure. So like, when you feel like, oh, I, I'm, my motivation for getting skinny is because I don't want to be fat, doing it because you don't want to be fat, it, it hurts more. And most people do things because they want to avoid pain. But you almost have to force yourself to like look at the positive, otherwise you'll never actually get what it is that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. So 
something would be more motivating or I guess just I'm rambling here, but you think something that something would be more motivating if you frame it in the sense of something you can achieve rather than something you're getting rid of. Not so much more motivating. I think it's it's actually more motivating to focus on the what you want to get rid of because pain mm-hmm. is more painful. It's actually more motivating. Mm-hmm. So it, you're, you'll actually get take more action by focusing on the negative because you're like, I want to avoid like every time you think of like, oh, I failed that test. That was so painful for me. Okay, I better study. Like you're going to take more action that way. But the problem is as you're taking the action, where you're coming from, like in your in your in, in like your your purpose of action, your con- your level of consciousness when you're taking that action is coming from a place of fear, worry, anxiety. And so therefore you're never actually able to like put like you can't really succeed in that task that you're doing because you're coming from the wrong place. I see. So, so starting like, yeah. off, you'd be motivated by the negative, but then to be consistent and be successful in it you have to shift in order to think of it more from something you can't achieve rather than getting rid of what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you're always thinking about, I don't want to be fat, I don't want to be fat, then what's going to end up happening is that um, you're always going to, as soon as you achieve not being fat, you'll be like, okay, finally, we're not fat. And then you're going to stop doing the thing that allowed you to not be fat. And then you'll be fat again. Mm. Right. So like exactly what you just said in the beginning, when you're starting off, you're doing it because of the, you want to avoid the pain. Right, that's where the desire. That's how the desire first sparks. The reason why desire first sparks is because you realize the pain of, you know, not having whatever it is that you want. And then once you get on that journey of doing the work, this is why it's so difficult. Is because you have to transition your mind and say, okay, no, the reason I'm doing this is because of the positive. Like I'm doing this because of what I'm going to get from it. Like if you're getting married because you don't want to be single, that's an okay reason to start off with. Mm-hmm. But then once you actually start trying to get married, you have to be coming from a place of I'm doing it because I want a life companion, because I want to, you know, I want to build a relationship with somebody. I want to have a, a life partner. We're going to have an awesome life together. Because if you're doing it because I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single. Even if you do get married, you're probably going to get married to somebody that like mm-hmm. is not who you wanted to get married because you were doing it to get out of pain. And I so you have to yeah. focus on the positive at some point. And that I think is the difficult part of all of this is because if you're focusing on the negative, I think almost by definition, you're not showing shukr to go full circle now. It's like you're not showing a level of shukr for what it is that you do have, right? So let's say, for example, you 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 don't want to be poor, you don't want to be poor, you don't want to be poor, and then you start getting a little bit of money, but you're not you're still a little bit poor, but you get a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. What you have to then do is you have to double down on that little, you have to make shukr of that as much as you can and switch to the positive and use that almost like a, a trampoline to get you to where you want to go. So let's say, for example, you're like, I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single, I don't want to be single. And then all of a sudden, like a sister, like, you know, through your parents, halal means and everything, like she shows interest in you. And then you're like, oh, snap, I realized like I could potentially get married. You got to start focusing on the positive and make that little positive that you got that small win a big deal. So that way you can actually focus on the positive where it is that you do want to go. Mm. Yeah. That, that was that, a little bit long, but I just thought I was just like... No, 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 no that's interesting. I... Uh, I want to end it on like that because you went full circle, but I also wanted to just mention one more thing. Because um, complacency in general is such a huge like roadblock. And obviously, like I think being young, it's we're not close to that point. But I think that's always like that's always been a fear of mine where there'll be a point in life where I'll kind of just be satisfied and I'll stop like learning or I'll stop like just doing things on my own. And I read an article about how a lot of us fall into this thing of being beginner experts or expert beginners where mm-hmm. you get so good in like one small field of life 
and you suddenly get a position that lets you focus on that one thing. And now you have this feeling of I've achieved something and I've gotten rid of, I guess, in the framework you were talking about, I've gotten rid of the feeling that I'm lacking in terms of uh, where I'm at or I don't have a salary or I don't have uh, a position. And suddenly you get this position. Now you've become like an expert beginner because now you stop thinking about all the extra things you can be doing or like the, mm-hmm. the, the other goals you can be like formulating from here to keep pushing forward. And you fall into this like mindset of like, this is enough for me. And like, I'm, I'm an expert, but you don't, the, the example they use is like, there's a lot of mountain peaks, some are higher than others. And you might climb to the top of one mountain and for, say, for example, you don't see all the other mountains that are a lot higher, but because you climb to that top, you assume that you're an expert and you're like the top of your field, but you haven't even explored all these other aspects right. of life or all these other, like, whatever you want to call them, uh, tree branches. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was just interesting to how that, how that ties into the whole, the concept, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely went deep on on sugar today. I think uh, I'm ready to wrap it up now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're uh, we're I think we're good. We're good. Um, okay, alhamdulillah. So I mean, uh, I hope you guys got something out of that. I know this this episode was a little bit more laid back. I think uh, you know we we definitely started getting the groove in terms of the sugar concepts as we we're going along here. And so I think the to kind of summarize here what we really spoke about today was the idea of having purpose. So that way. Because you have that purpose, because you've set that direction, because you have that vision of what it is that you're trying to do, a lot of the other things in your life will start to feed into that. And so therefore you have a level of intrinsic motivation, intrinsic um, you know, desire to get up because you have a purpose of what it is that you're doing. And then we kind of segued into the whole topic of shukar and just really giving a lot more gratefulness for what it is that you do have. So that way you're able to have more of what it is that you do have. And so that's kind of I guess the the takeaway for all of everything. Beautifully said. I, this is just a funny thing you said. Segway and in my first blog post, I wrote Segway as like the the thing you ride. Like yeah. instead of saying like S E G U E, which somebody like pointed out, and I was like, okay, I'm stupid. Nice. <laughs> um, but that was just a funny comment. But yes, you see, and just summarize it right now. If you're listening to it, thank you for listening. Um, if there's any feedback you have, comments, concerns, or if anything we said wasn't in line with the way you think, please reach out. This is the whole point of this is to spark conversation. It's interesting to hear how everybody views things. And um, we'll link, inshallah, Yasin has his own YouTube channel. Yasin has his own podcast. Yasin has his own stuff going on. I have my blog. So we'll link all that stuff down below. Um, hopefully this was beneficial in some way. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Please give us feedback on if you like, I'm rambling here, but please give us feedback on if you guys like more of the laid back or if you like it more structured, because this is something Yassi and I were also talking about beforehand of whether we should go into it more casual or kind of just outline a purpose of the conversation and then dive straight into it. So whatever you guys feel is more uh, beneficial, please let us know if you are still listening. And uh, yeah, we'll call that a, we'll call Um, that a wrap on episode two. Yeah. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.